And I know it takes a lot of confidence to get to the point where you're prepared to put your personality into stuff and show up as yourself, because that is, it's hard enough when you walk into a room at a party, let alone when you're showing up for your business and you've got to put your face on everything that you're doing. So I think getting comfortable is the first thing. I know it's easier said than done, but honestly, just starting that's the first thing I always say to people because until you start putting it out there you don't know what your audience is relating to but also it pays to be really intentional about it. Hi I'm Becca Klein, blogger, business owner, and CEO but you don't have to look too far back to see a time when I was seriously struggling to create content, keep up on social media, grow my email list, and do all of the other thousand and one things we bloggers have to do. Sure I still make mistakes but I've managed to move past them and grow the thriving business I have today. A business that helps people and gives me the freedom to step away from my desk. I created the Blog to Biz Show to help bloggers like you run blogs they love and blogs that make them a second income. I want to give you concrete, actionable steps that you can take today to grow your little blog into something mighty. So if you're a blogger, or even if you want to be a blogger, you are in the right place, my friend. So join me now for the Blog to Biz Show. Hi, I'm Becca Klein, blogger, business owner, and CEO. But you don't have to look too far back to see a time when I was seriously struggling to create content, keep up on social media, grow my email list, and do all of the other thousand and one things we bloggers have to do. Sure, I still make mistakes, but I've managed to move past them and grow the thriving business I have today. A business that helps people and gives me the freedom to step away from my desk. I created the Blog to Biz Show to help bloggers like you run blogs they love and blogs that make them a second income. I want to give you concrete, actionable steps that you can take today to grow your little blog into something mighty. So if you're a blogger, or even if you want to be a blogger, you are in the right place, my friend. So join me now for the Blog to Biz Show. Okay, so today on the pod, our guest is Nikki Trailer. Nikki is a copywriter and brand voice strategist who works with unapologetic business owners who are ready to unleash their true personality to make more sales. She creates a beautiful, a powerful brand voice guides and sales copy that shows off her clients' unique personality, commands the attention of their ideal customers, and converts them into paying ones, all with a fast turnaround. She's trained in conversion copywriting with some of the best copywriters in the biz. She's learned how to deliver impact for her clients with her signature cocktail of personality-driven copy and ethical persuasion principles. And when she's not writing or whipping up brand voice guides, you will find her exploring the world, probably Mexico, or dancing Cuban style on a stage somewhere in London, both of which sound pretty fun to me. So let's jump into this interview. Okay, so we've got Nikki Trailer on the podcast today. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for being here. Hey, Becca. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So to start off, you're a brand expert. How did you get in, into that business? So I'm, a, I'm actually a copywriter and brand voice strategist. And it was a bit of a long and bumpy road as it is for most copywriters and branding specialists who figure out what it is they actually want to be doing. I started my career in travel and I was working in a luxury travel brand for about eight years managing the portfolio of the hotels that we sold in South America. So it involved a lot of travel. And I would come back and I would put all the hotels onto the website and train the team on the product that we were selling. So there was a lot of writing involved in that. And I always loved that side of it. And then as the pandemic hit in 2020, it got to the point, sadly, where the business was really struggling and most of our team got laid off. 
there was a horrible experience but in a way I'm super glad that it happened because it pushed me towards copywriting and I now feel like I know what I'm supposed to be doing so I decided when I had a few months off work to really dive into things that I enjoyed and one of those things was writing so I took an online creative writing course and then I happened to stumble on this webinar which was training people how to become copywriters and then I suddenly realized that oh you can actually make money from this and maybe I can run a business the idea of running a business always seemed so daunting before because I was like I need to set up a shop or I need to build a product or whatever that might look like and so when I realized I could just have a laptop and a google doc and run a business it was this like just magic moment and I was like this is what I want to do so I put out a post on LinkedIn hit up my network and I was just like hey the guys I've lost my job but here's what I'm planning to do does anyone have any work for me and I got my first few clients and that road was a little bit rocky like the first period like I got a few clients I really enjoyed the work but I really struggled marketing myself and I figured out that was because I just didn't know how to show up there's so much conflicting advice online and it took me a long time to realize that I was just doing everything that I could to blend in and sound like everyone else. I was saying the things that I thought I had to say, showing up on the platforms I thought I had to show up on. And it took me a long time to really start putting my personality out there. And that's when I started getting more traction in my business. Um, so that's now what I help my clients do is figure out how their personality comes across online, how they should be showing up so that they can stand out, sell more, and actually get excited to show up for their business as well. That's great. I have thousand questions based on all that um so to start off i think exactly like you were just saying when people first get started and i know this was true for me the easiest thing to do is to look at other people and be like oh they're doing this so this is how i should talk to you so for people that are in that situation what's your advice on how to figure out your own unique voice how to show up as you were saying the first thing generally i would suggest is just test the waters test out all the platforms and see what other people are posting just to get a feel for what's popular what are you seeing the most likes on when you're looking at other people's content and figure out where you feel comfortable because being comfortable is the most important part and I know it takes a lot of confidence to get to the point where you're prepared to put your personality into stuff and show up as yourself because that is it's hard enough when you walk into a room at a party let alone when you're showing up for your business and you've got to put your face on everything that you're doing so I think getting comfortable is the first thing. I know it's easier said than done, but honestly, just starting. That's the first thing I always say to people, because until you start putting it out there, you don't know what your audience is relating to. But also, it pays to be really intentional about it. And I think often we can overthink things, but it does pay to also think about what are you comfortable talking about? What do you enjoy talking about? How do you talk to your friends? Because these days, a lot of people want to really relate to the companies that they're doing business with. So they want to almost see you as a friend. They want to get that personal element of you in everything that you're putting out there. Even if you're just like sharing a picture of your cat or the snack that you made, whatever those things are that excite you and that make your day, share them with your audience. And by doing that, you'll start getting more comfortable and you'll start talking about those things in a way that feels natural to you. And then you can start applying that to your work. So should my kind of a brand personality on Instagram, for example, be the same as on my blog, as on my Facebook, et cetera? 
That's a really interesting question. I think it really depends on the type of business that you're running, but I tend to be a little bit more casual on Instagram than LinkedIn, but only mildly. So LinkedIn, a lot of people say is a very serious platform. A lot of people hate it because it seems really intimidating. It's very business focused, very networking focused, and it can be a little bit stuffy. What's great about that is that if you show up with even an ounce of personality, you're already doing something different. So people want to be reading that stuff because actually no one cares about that corporate stuffy sounding stuff on LinkedIn. Maybe there's a few people that still have a more old fashioned mindset towards that stuff. But I honestly think you can't go wrong if you're putting more personality into stuff on Instagram then there shouldn't be a disconnect between what people are seeing everywhere else you're posting as well. So while you might tone it down a little bit, there should be elements of it that are the same. So if you're generally like the example I use, because it's quite obvious, is I use a lot of swearing in my own marketing because I do accidentally drop a few F-bombs here and there. And I don't want people to get shocked if they show up at a sales call with me and they're thinking that I'm a professional for swearing because I don't think it has any bearing on how well I can do my job. To mitigate that problem arising, I will drop an F-bomb on my Instagram post. I will put it even on LinkedIn, somewhere that I shouldn't probably be swearing, according to my mum. And like people know what to expect from me. So I think there's an element of tailoring it to the platform, but there's also keeping it consistent to you and being yourself everywhere that you're showing up. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know for me, I tend to be more casual on Instagram. I don't know why. It just seems like a more casual platform. Yeah. And I feel like I'll pop on my stories. And I don't need to have my makeup done or have a script for what I'm going to say. I just like talk for a few minutes. Uh And I know I find that for me, it's easier to do that on Instagram than any other platform. (laughs) It just works better. I do agree. Like I'm definitely the same. Like I will show up on Instagram. with like, yeah, same as you, like no makeup, whatever state I'm in in the morning, record a quick video and then job done. But I wouldn't do that on LinkedIn. So I feel like that's where there's some boundaries that I put in there. But I will speak in the same language. So when we're talking about a brand that we're using on our blog or on our Instagram, like what goes into the brand? I When I hear about branding, I, I think colors and fonts, like, there's more to it than that. Yeah, I think a lot of people do forget about how important your voice is as a part of your brand. And I think it's one of those things that is it's hard to define your brand voice. And it feels like this intangible thing that you can't necessarily link to sales, but actually there's a lot of research into the fact that it does make a difference. Like people get used to hearing you speak in a certain way. And if you use words that don't sound like they come from you, then it can be incredibly jarring for someone reading it. And then it, as I mentioned before, it puts in a bit of a disconnect and then people don't necessarily trust you. So it can have a big snowball effect. And I'm not saying, okay, it's going to be this big disaster if you don't nail it every time, but it is something you just want to be aware of because as soon as you start writing online, you have a voice already like your voice is your personality on paper and it you want it to be matching the colors and the fonts that you're using in your brand so if you've got quite a fun looking brand it's all bright and bold then you also want to think about okay what language can I use that reflects that that reflects my personality because if it's just you behind the business then probably some of your personality is already in your branding so you can think about think about elements like that like whether it's fun and stuff yeah so on on top of all of the colors and the fonts then your voice is this extra element that just adds another dimension to it and it makes you feel like this really rounded brand 
this rounded person that the people reading your content are seeing. Whereas if you don't really consider it and you start sounding a little, you spent all this money on a fancy logo, you've really thought hard about the colors that you're going to be using. It's almost like the missing piece of that puzzle. Um, and I think also your branding is a great way to differentiate yourself from everyone else out there. There's a million people with blogs, there's millions of people with online businesses. If you're not thinking about every piece of the puzzle, then you know, you're missing an opportunity to really stand out and be a little bit different. Now you don't have to have it all done professionally or figured out. You can't, this is stuff that you can do yourself, but it is worth considering. You don't want to be like completely conflicting what you've already been putting out there. So if you're operating as a luxury brand or a luxury lifestyle blog, then your fonts and your colors will be considered to match that. And the same with your voice. You're probably not going to be showing up and squaring left, right and center like me. So yeah, it's just another, and it's the final piece of the puzzle and it all kind of goes together to create a total image. So if we're implementing our brand voice, assuming we've come up with one already on our homepage, for example, like what are the kinds of things that should be considered in like a homepage or in the about page, like foundational pages on your website to show off your brand voice and your brand? Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily want to overdo it, but I think, so brand voice, it, it comes down to these four elements, which I'll use to break it down a little bit and hopefully give some examples so it's a bit clearer. So okay. the language that you use is a big part of your voice. So that can be things like, depending on where you live, for example, there might be regional things that you say. So I would say trainers, whereas someone in the States might say sneakers and things like that. So you really want to be considerate about the language that you're using there and making sure it's authentic to you. The next thing is the tone. So are you coming across as optimistic, positive, like supportive? Are you quite an aggressive brand? You really want to be thinking about the tone that you're writing in as well. And does that align with everything else that you're putting out there? And then also style. So that will be things like how you speak, how you write. Do you use emojis in your writing, for example, to add a bit of fun? And if you do, you know, which color emoji are you using? Because that all makes a difference. What, how are you laying things out? Do you write everything like broken, line after line? How would you say things? Like, and just what comes naturally to you? That's one of the main things I think about. And also the sentence length as well. Some brands speak in very long sentences with lots of adjectives, lots of fun. And then some use sharp, punchy language. So all of those things come together to make your... So when it comes to using that on your website, for example, on your homepage, you can sprinkle in elements of those things. You want to do all your writing and you struggle to put it immediately into your voice as you're writing. You can get all the points down that you need to say, and then you can go back through and edit some of that stuff in and make sure you're hitting some of those marks. Okay, have I really nailed this? Or are my sen- do my sentence lengths kind of match? Do they- does it sound like the same person is writing this? And a good way to test this is to read it out loud, because you know, if it sounds a bit clunky to you, chances are it's going to sound a bit clunky to your reader. So you want to make it feel natural to you when you're speaking it, and then it will sound more natural on the page. Okay, so that for that we're talking about like our homepage, our about page. What about if we have a digital course or a service, something we're selling? How does this brand voice, brand personality fit into a sales page, for example? I think it's a really important element of it. A sales page is an extension of your brand. It's like you're selling something that you want to put out there. But also people landing on that sales page will probably have already been a part of your world for some time. 
it's unlikely that someone's going to come straight from a Facebook ad or straight from a Google page onto your sales page. So they're probably someone who's aware of you, they know you. So there's definitely a place for personality on it. With sales copy, though, I would say that obviously clarity is the most important thing. So you, sales pages are tricky to write as it is. You want to make sure that you're hitting all the important marks that you want to have on there and that your offer is clear, that your message is clear, that you're directly speaking to your audience. And then you can worry about your personality stuff later. You don't want it to be dry. You want people to enjoy reading it because it's a lot of words on those pages. There's a lot of scrolling going on. So it's an opportunity to have some fun and make people want to keep reading as well. Yeah, and I think that kind of stuff, it can help differentiate my course from someone else's course that might be on the same topic, but like they're really different courses. And so someone can tell, I think I'm going to enjoy Becca more as a teacher than so-and-so or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, yeah, if you're offering a course and you're speaking on a video or something and people are going to be listening to your voice, they can really get a feel for your personality through reading that page. So it is a real good indicator of whether someone's going to relate to you. I always use the example of um, spiritual brands because kind of one of those things that you either really resonate with them or you don't. And I think if you go onto a page where it talks about things being heart-centered, soul-centered, spiritual, you're going to get a really strong reaction as to whether that's for you or not. And it's the same with personality. You get a feel for whether you're going to get on like a house on fire with someone. Sorry, I don't know if that's a really British phrase. (laughs) But you don't know if you're going to be like best friends with someone from reading their stuff necessarily. But you can get a good feel for whether you relate to how they teach, relate to how they explain stuff and break it down, and whether they really understand your problem. So if people aren't in a place in their business yet where they can hire someone like you to do their sales page copywriting and whatnot. Do you have any like DIY tips for sales pages or any kind of sales copy? Yeah, I think they, there are a lot of really great resources out there online. It's definitely something that you can do yourself. The most important thing I would say is to really focus on keeping it clear but also getting to know your customer before you even start writing. Because by doing, by asking your customer questions, I like to get on the phone with them if I can. So when I'm working with a client, we'll organize some interviews with their customers already, people that have already bought from them or are thinking of buying from them. And we'll ask loads of questions to really understand what their problems are and what they need from you so that you can then transcribe those calls and pick out phrases that really you think are going to resonate with other people. You can look and see what multiple people are saying. Say if five people are talking about the fact that they really don't understand how to make money from blogging, then, you know, that's something you pinpoint on. And then that's something you make sure you're bringing up in your sales page and your sales copy. And you really speak to that stuff. So I think by talking to your customers, you can get a lot of insight just by doing that. And by, by seeing what comes up most frequently, gives you an idea as what you should be focusing on the page. So like, you don't want to be talking about a million different problems. You want to really focus in on the most painful problems for your customers so that they know that you can solve them for them. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because I'm actually going through that exact interview process as we speak. I have a course coming out in a few months and my copywriter has been scheduling interviews with people that we think are in the ideal audience and I've been reading the transcripts and I've gotten so much information from them that I, you know, it, it's not the kind of thing that I would have just come up with but by myself without these interviews. 
that's it oh my gosh that's cool that you're doing it though like it's such an important part of the process and a lot of people skip it but because uh, it is quite scary copywriters do it a lot but a lot of people outsource it as well because it's just one of those things that feels a little bit awkward especially if you're introverted and you're running an online business and you don't necessarily want to be putting yourself out there like that but honestly the insights you can get from it as you've probably seen it can even help you figure out things that you need to tweak with your within your course because you're seeing things that like people are expecting and maybe weren't provided or just those little elements you can get some really deep feedback and it's stuff that people won't think to put in a survey because they're busy they're running around if you really get them on the phone and talk to them they're more invested in giving you detailed feedback yeah i've been really impressed so far by how much information i've been able to get from this and i've have i've had a few different courses and i haven't done this process for the other ones and now i am because i'm at a place in my business where i can afford a professional copywriter and she recommended all this and i'm just like so glad and so just convinced that if i had done this five years ago that previous course could have been so much more made me so much more money (laughs) (laughs) it's really easy to skip those steps because i just think you can you just want to get it out there right you're just like okay my course is done i just want to bang up some copy and go and get trust go on it get it sold right and i think when i was first starting out I didn't have a copywriter. And so I was trying to follow like templates for a sales page or a Facebook ad that I got from a course or maybe just a freebie from someone's blog post or something. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work that well. I I had a sales page, but it didn't sell that well. And I think that a lot of that is because I was just following a template as opposed to really thinking about my audience and who I am and like why my course is different and all the kind of stuff we've been talking about. Yeah, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with templates because they are great in that if you're very new to writing your own copy and when you're running a business online or running a blog, there's so much writing to do and no one really forewarns you about that. You're just thrown into this and it's like, right, now I have to write all this copy and I don't even really know what that means. So templates can be great. They're a really good jumping off point. But I think what it's really easy to do with templates is to start just being really robotic and formulaic and you're just filling in the blanks but not really thinking about it from a, am I adding personality into this? Am I really speaking to my customer? And if everything starts sounding the same online as well, then people are just going to start eye-rolling, start scrolling past stuff. So you've got to be really intentional when you're using those templates to make sure that you're actually selling your stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love templates too. And I have templates for like everything, but they can only go so far. Yeah, that's it. They are really useful and I would never tell people to not use them because I know that you can't invest in everything in your business. You can't always hire a copywriter. You can't always hire a graphic designer. Like sometimes there's going to be an element of doing it yourself and you're having to wear all these hats. You're learning all these new skills. So of course you can't know how to do everything. So yeah, of course, grab a template and do your best with it. For people who are listening to this and realizing, okay, I haven't really been branding myself the way I should be. I don't really like the brand voice I've been using. How do you, if you've been doing things one way, how do you pivot and all of a sudden start a a totally different brand voice? That's a really interesting question. I think, yeah, it's a tricky one to navigate. I think if you've been writing in a certain way and not being intentional about it, the chances are you're not doing anything too far from your natural voice. 
I would say if you're crafting a brand voice, unless you're going down a specific route, you don't want it to be like crazy far from your personality and the personality of your business because that would be weird. So I think if you just start using your new voice, there doesn't need to be this big announcement because probably there's not going to be like a huge shift. It's just going to be neater, tighter. And people aren't necessarily going to be like, oh, damn, like I just don't get this person anymore. You're just suddenly now like speaking to your audience properly and saying things in a way that's going to really resonate with them. So probably people are going to sit up and notice, but in a good way. No one's going to be thinking, oh, my God, like this girl sounds nothing like she did before. I hate this. Um, right. Yeah, because it's going to be a positive change. So I don't think you need to have a massive announcement. If you feel more comfortable announcing it, I don't see a problem with that because you're going on this business journey and there's nothing wrong with sharing that with your audience. In fact, some of them might like that. So you can be like, oh, hey, like I've been going through this. I've been working on my brand voice. I'd love to know what you think. Get that input. And that can help you even tighten it up even more. Yeah, that's a good idea. I know I've pivoted my brand a few times, sometimes just because I'm like, indecisive but sometimes also just I've decided that there's going to be some kind of shift in my business and I've never known exactly how to do it so just all of a sudden my website's totally different <laughs> yeah I do the same a lot of the time like I've so I've shifted a little bit since I started my copywriting business I started out working with travel companies because that was my main experience and it, I knew a lot of people in my network that I could go to for work so i did all my copy and my voice and everything targeted to the travel company. And then I decided that actually it was still the middle of the pandemic. They were struggling. No one had money to hire it, but I really wanted to shift tactics, shift my brand, just have more fun with my business as well. Cause it was just really bland. And yeah, I didn't really do an announcement as such. I just started talking. I started really, I announced, the type of people that I wanted to be working with and the kind of offers that I was now having but I didn't give them any real forewarning I wasn't like teasing it oh there's something exciting coming because I also didn't want to offend the people that I'd already been working with so (laughs) I just stepped away from that and let it drift out all right well thank you so much for talking to us Nikki I think this has been really helpful and I know that there's definitely some stuff that I can use in my own brand voice Awesome. I'm really glad it was helpful. And yeah, I hope that it helps your customers as well.